Hi everyone, Jack here. I think some of the greatest movies of all time, uh, they tell the entire story of the movie in the very first scene, in the very beginning of the movie. For example, Jaws. A girl goes swimming, gets attacked by a shark. You already know what the whole movie's going to be about. The Godfather, uh, The Undertaker, is sitting in Marlon Brando's office. Marlon Brando sitting behind his desk, petting his cat. The Undertaker asking him for a favor. Marlon Brando saying, You went to the police. Why didn't you come to me first? You just know exactly what that movie's going to be about from then on. Well, this episode isn't going to be like that. The beginning is going to be a little weird because when we recorded our two-game two mega-episode, uh, we didn't realize we were going to go on so long we'd have to split it into two. But that's what happened, and this is part two. Uh, it's the Cubs-Padres game that Jeremy and I attended on June 1st. It was our first time seeing Fernando Tatis Jr. live in action, and in true rain delay theater fashion, we talk about him for all of 30 seconds before we start complaining about the people who are sitting around us. So next week on June 13th, or actually a little later this week, uh, we are going to be watching the Cubs-Cardinals Sunday night baseball game on ESPN together at home. Um, and we are going to uh, review the uh, production of that game because it's, fi it's finally time that somebody calls A-Rod and Matt Vasgarjan to account for all of the dumb stuff they say. I mean, we talked about it before on the podcast, but we're going to watch an entire broadcast and just really lay into them and talk about all the goings-on that, that happened in that Cubs-Cardinals game. So stay tuned for that. It's going to come late, uh, probably early next week. Uh, as I said, we're doing that one on June 13th. So uh, look out for that. But for now, enjoy Cubs-Padres from June 1st. That was uh, that was the Reds game. Uh, <laughs> good baseball game, um, and uh, you know, so just getting back into the swing of things here. But uh, yeah, Jack, that uh, that'll lead us then to uh, tonight's game um, uh, against the the Padres. Yeah, perfect. Much better weather, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I, you know, I, I showed up uh, kind of right before the national anthem started, just because I was just coming from work. Uh, but yeah, beautiful night, Jeremy. You saw a couple of beauties uh, as far as uh, jerseys are concerned. You saw, <laughs> looks like you saw Mark DeRosa. Well, okay, so like, yeah, so just you know, just uh, jersey watch. Um, you know, no Rosenbagger this time, but um, I don't know, man. Just something about. Um, the 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 old jerseys were out to tonight in full force. Yeah, so I saw DeRosa Mark DeRosa jersey walking in, which by the way, we don't have time to get into it tonight, but the most misplaced stupid like fandom for a player who left and like who like Cubs, like fans just bemoaned the departure of is Mark DeRosa. Like people would would have thought that like Ernie Banks left the team after like or like like when Mark when uh Greg Maddox left you know uh and joined the the Braves how people bemoan that for years and years you'd think that fucking Mark DeRosa was like the next like you know like on that level like people like were just beside themselves when DeRosa left and it's like big fucking deal what is, that guy didn't do shit like fuck him like he had like one like maybe I don't even know if he had a whole good year maybe it was like a uh, half a year but like so overblown like the 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 sorrow for mark DeRosa leaving the city like who gives a shit um we also saw a todd walker jersey um blast from the past there we saw a david wells uh padres jersey 
Yeah, that was that was a deep cut right there. Yeah, kind of cool there. Um, and uh, we saw a C.J. Edwards Cubs jersey, which um, I think that guy was just trying to get uh, it, his like more bang for his buck, like with his letters, because he had Edwards Jr. going around the whole back of the jersey. But uh, yeah, not sure why anyone would have that and still wear. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the old the old string bean slinger. Yeah, that, that's one of those. Like I remember one year I got a, a Zach Ranky Brewers jersey as a as a present. And that was just that was out of date real fast. That's um, right. You have that, don't you? I do. I do have that. So that was a you know that was a good one. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's completely obsolete now. And you know it was it was only relevant for about you know probably less than a twelve month period. Yeah, um, I actually think that one is kind of cool, only because like Zach Greinke has like he's still in the league and he's like he's transcended. He's played with so many teams at this point, and he's been good every stop that like. It's kind of like I don't think there's too much shame in wearing that one, and it's so kind of obscure even at this point. I'm sure like half the people who follow baseball couldn't even wouldn't even know that Zach Ranky played on the Brewers. So it's kinda, yeah, it's I'm, cool. really the only people who probably even remember that stint on the Brewers is uh, probably Brewers fans. Yeah, um, most people would not think of Zach Ranky as as ever having been on the Brewers. What would be a cool jersey to have is a CC Sabathia Brewers jersey. Yeah, and that would be pre- that would be dope as hell. Yeah, I would put them in the same category. Um, that's that's that that actually has some kind of like obscure coolness to it i would say indeed yeah much much better than mark de rosa i guess um there was a, a very so they i bemoaned um you know the uh the wayne mesmer uh you know canned national anthem that we saw before the dodgers game but i would have taken that all day um i mentioned i showed up before the national anthem uh happened tonight um, you know, I, I, I shouldn't have run to the ballpark because if I'd known that, the, like, the la- what this lady was going to do performing the national anthem, I would have known that I had an extra five minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she took, she took forever, Jeremy, with that national anthem. That was her big moment. That was her sweet child of mine, air guitar moment. And, uh, yeah, she just she <laughs> milked every second of it. It was uh, uh, insufferably long. Um I think I'm not quite sure, but like they were honoring like Cubs scholars before the game, um, like they, there's some like high school kids who like you know did well, uh, and they were like Cubs scholars, and I can't tell if there was a group of them. One of the kids threw out the first pitch, or actually two of them threw out the first pitch. I couldn't tell if this this girl or woman or whatever was with with was one of the Cubs scholars. Um, didn't get like a good look at her because we the the seats where we were sitting in today like were kind of obscured uh they obscured the upper deck obscured the uh left field scoreboard a little bit so we couldn't really get a good look at her but uh but yeah this the song was just you know i think you know, they make jokes like you know one of the things you can bet on it on for the super bowl is like if the uh national anthem will be over or under like you know two minutes and 50 seconds uh and like i think maybe was it like mariah carey who did like a crazy long rendition of the national anthem which is all these vocal runs and everything and like i don't know if she's like the go-to joke for that but like this was like this was an over this is like the kind of old school like long anthem that that people joke about and uh it was uh it was brutal yeah it was oh, yeah, good it was yeah. good she was good singer but it was just like it's like again for a couple guys like us who only want baseball um it's like <laughs> let's get this over with and start the goddamn game Yes. 
Um, so yeah, that there was there was that. So we had a, a still still no live uh, seventh inning stretch, but we did have a, a live national anthem. Jeremy, you you have here uh, your note is megalodon can't go back. I don't I don't know if I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, that's this is one of those things, Jack. Where I would say don't don't read the way I wrote down the the, the note because it, it definitely doesn't make any sense. But like so so this Jack is what we were talking about. What you started talking about um, for the Reds game, megalodon is that is that camera? This new camera that okay. they're using. Um, they, it's called Megalodon, and uh, it's um, this amazing-looking camera um, that uh, just has, like, this shallow depth of focus. And uh, they started using it um, – uh, if you haven't watched Cubs games on TV, they used it uh, for the NFL playoffs uh, on CBS and in the uh, uh, Super Bowl. Um, so it's this amazing-looking camera, and it just – it looks fucking really cool. And the Cubs are, like, the – I don't – at one point they were the only team using it in baseball and uh i'm not sure if anyone else is uh at some point everyone's going to use it but like the camera is so good that it's like they can't go back anymore so that's that's kind of just like my observation is like it looks so cool um and it's so kind of different um it's like i feel like the only thing that can happen is that everyone is going to start using this camera um, because uh, it just, yeah, it, it looks so good. Maybe there's only certain times where they would use it, but like, um, it's only a matter of time before ESPN starts using it, like with the guy or like Fox when they have the cameraman on the field, you know, and they like run around and like follow the guy as he hits in his home run trot, you know, like, so it's it's going to become like industry standard at some point, but uh, um, it looks awesome, but it's like, I feel like, there's no going back from it. It's only going forward. Um, so I, it's it's a cool thing overall. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll it'll be cool. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. I know on on YouTube you can find like a video, like they kind of do like a sample video of it. But it's all over Cubs broadcast on Marquee Network. It's the one thing that I don't have against the Marquee Network is that they've gotten this uh, camera in in circulation. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I, as you mentioned, Jeremy, yeah, I, I first noticed it uh, during the NFL playoffs. Uh, yeah, so would de- would definitely like to see more of it. Um, so there, there was uh, on the subject of jerseys. Yeah. There was uh, one man who had a, a Ryan Sandberg jersey on, <laughs> but it was missing the three. So Ryan Sandberg, he wore twenty three uh, with the Cubs, and uh, this guy's jersey just had a two on it and then sort of like a phantom three print that looks like somebody erased it from his jersey or something where yeah. the three should have been yeah it looked awful jeremy well i mean this guy again you know joke of people whatever like yeah um, it you would think that you'd have more self-respect than to walk around with a fucking jersey where that one of the numbers fell off but not this guy <laughs> uh, he's like oh yeah my all right i got my jersey for the game let's go and like <clears throat> he's like, all right. And then some, you know, they're like, you know, his. So if, if this guy probably has no one at home to to check, you know, his clothing. But um, if if there were, they'd be like, you know, hey, you know, you know, the three fell off of that jersey, right? He's like, I don't care, man. I love Sandberg. Like, it's like you're actually disgracing him by wearing a jersey where the fucking number fell off. Like, I've never seen that in my life. Like, I've seen jerseys that like, uh, obviously there's there's outdated jerseys. There's like. Um, bad custom jerseys. There's like these, like there's bad, like 
um, knockoff jerseys. I've never seen a jersey where the goddamn fucking number fell off. I've, we saw that guy at the at the White Sox game where he had like ten names on the back of his jersey. But, yeah, I'm I'm so glad you got a picture of that one for the Instagram too. Yeah. Um, what would be funny is if every single one of those players on the back of that jersey turned out to be a flop. Yeah. Um, right. Don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, that <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, this was this was a, a different level of it. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, Jeremy, I've, I've never seen a jersey where, where one of the numbers fell off. Uh, you know, that, that's like, uh, you know, wearing a shoe, a shoe where the sole fell off of it. Um, yeah, or the, the front, like the, where the toes are, like came off and you just see like exposed yes. toes or something. Uh, unless, listen, unless, unless it fell off on his way to the ballpark, you know, like if that, if, if, if the unlikely scenario <laughs> happened where he was like going through the, the gate of Wrigley Field and the number fell off, and they're like, "Sir, your number," and he was like already gone into the crowd of people. <laughs> like that would be the only acceptable situation. It's like, dude, I'll I'll buy you another jersey. Just fucking clean your clean clean this up, clean the situation up, and just fucking let's move on. You're making us all look bad. Um, so yeah, so somewhere out there, if you see uh, a guy with the Sandberg two jersey, uh, it's the same fool. Uh, who's walking around uh but just 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 a mess really yeah and you don't even have to buy him another jersey jeremy you just buy him another number and just sew the sew the number on dude get yourself some red duct tape and draw like just (laughs) cut like put the tape on the jersey in the shape of a three and just fucking call it a day like (laughs) i mean uh just uh man it's like i don't care i lost the number i gotta go like i gotta support the team like just man yeah, and the the sad part is it it wasn't even like a nice jersey. It looked no. like a just a knockoff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was not good. Um, we so we saw David Weathers's kid Ryan Weathers pitch. Uh, Jeremy, you had seen him in a ball, and you got his autograph too, right? I did. Yeah, I got actually his autograph twice. Um, I got it. So I must have. I think I saw him at the um, a ball. Uh, the Midwest league all-star game also. Cause I, yeah, I got his autograph twice. Like I got one and, and I don't think I did this at the same time, but I got his solo card autographed. And then I have a double card with him and Xavier Edwards, who were both Padres uh, prospects at the time. Xavier Edwards was traded to the, uh, the um, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I met David, we- or, or Ryan Weathers and um, yeah. So he was, what did we say? The seventh overall pick? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I met him. He's a he's a big guy. So so David Weathers' sons. If you guys remember David Weathers, he was a a middle relief pitcher in the '90s, basically. And um, I think his career probably touched the '80s and the 2000s, right? Uh, yes, maybe the '80s, definitely the two, definitely the 2000s. Okay, yeah, he might have debuted in '89. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Ryan Weathers is his son, also a pitcher. He's a lefty. Um, I, yeah. So my impressions of him, uh, in like meeting him and getting his autograph, he, he looks like, he looks like a fucking jerk. Like he looks like not a nice guy. Um, I will say he was totally a nice guy cause just cause he signed my autographs. Um, but, uh, and he signed like the dual one, like kind of small. So the other guy could sign it too, which was cool. Like he was actually like cool about it. But if you saw this guy, um, in person, like he kind of just looked like he looks like a villain from like like a bully slash villain from like an eighties movie. Like he had like a like a polo shirt on, and I feel like the the collar was kind of popped. Um, and he just kind of has like that face. He kind of has just like like a face of like a jerk, like just like like 
resting jerk face or something. He he does. No, he does, Jeremy. But the thing is, he would be like the leader of that like group of asshole frat rich frat guys. And, yeah. And like Jock Jock Peterson would be like one of the henchmen who's always at like his shoulder, like laughing. Yeah, and the guy who like headbutts a locker for like laughs or whatever. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so yeah, Ryan Weathers. Um, yeah, so he he uh, he has that look to him and like. F- um, in the second inning of the game today, um, he was uh, pitching to Javier Baez uh, to start the inning, and uh, home plate uh, umpire Andy Fletcher, um, after like uh, Weathers threw a pitch, uh, Fletcher stepped out and he called time, and he was motioning to Weathers like, "Hey, you're going to your mouth!" Like, so basically, he was telling him like he was like touching his hand, his pitching hand to his tongue and getting his like fingers wet and then going right to the ball, which you're not supposed to do, which is a spitball. Um, and you're, you're not supposed to do that. Um, players do do that. Like they step off the mound usually and do it. Um, and like, you know, the thought process I suppose is that your finger is like dry by the time you actually are throwing the pitch. Um, but you can't just blatantly do it on the mound and like touch the ball right away. And so he was doing that. So he warned him, um, and then like Ryan Weathers kind of threw back at him and he, I, you know, we didn't get, a, we haven't gotten a chance to see the video of it. I'm going to go back and watch the, the, the broadcast to see how it went. There's not too much about it on the new, on, on Twitter. Uh, one like reporter was mentioning it, but, um, he kind of was barking back at Andy Fletcher and then Andy Fletcher was barking back at him. And it was kind of a funny scene. Uh, like Fletcher threw his hands out like, yeah, what, what, you got a problem with me saying it? It was like. It's like, yeah, you're going to your mouth. Stop it. Knock it off. You know, I'm the ump. Like, listen to me. Like, it was kind of like that. And uh, it was kind of funny. And um, it got, it kind of, kind of kept going back and forth to the point where like Ryan Weathers almost got himself tossed out of the game. And uh, on one hand, it would have been really funny to see him tossed out of the game. But on the other hand, I wanted to see him pitch. Um, so I didn't want him tossed out of the game. And and J- Jace Tingler didn't want it either because he like ran, he like rocketed out of the, the uh, dugout to like kind of like get in there. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, like Weathers was, was pretty hot and he was throwing it for, for a kid who's like, I think this was his seventh start in the majors, like throwing it back at the umpire. Uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, I think he was channeling some of his dad there a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and the first and third base umpire also had to come over and like talk to Weathers and kind of calm him down. And like the whole, the whole Padres infield was, was in there too. Um, so yeah, he was, he was definitely tracking to be to be thrown out of the game, I think I think it was Jace Tingler that kind of saved his bacon, um, and that that's a, that's a manager's job is to um, is to you know get in the middle of that situation and and you know maybe get yourself thrown out just to just to make sure your player can still stay in the game, um, but yeah it was it was a funny exchange and it, it happened pretty early on and then and then uh, Ryan Weathers came up to bat in the the next half inning yep. and he he kind of he kind of said something to the home plate umpire. Um, not sure what, but, uh, you know, I'm sure it was about the spitball stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah, it didn't even, and it wasn't, it didn't seem like that, uh, conciliatory. Like, uh, it seemed like, um, he, like, he was kind of saying like, Hey, I'm just saying, you know, this, this, and and the ump was like, you know, what this and this and like, uh, yeah. So it was, it was just kind of funny. And like, so yeah, I don't know. Ryan Weathers, um, yeah, he, he might have a tood and, uh, you know, I guess like growing up with a, a dad who like was in the, the bigs for so long, like. He probably feels like, you know, he's got some dirt in his cleats. Like he probably feels like he's been on the bench for for a couple of years. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how his career pans out. Uh, you know, he's uh, I'm pretty sure still rookie eligible. Um, 
and uh, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting uh, to see. Uh, but that was a that was an interesting moment, and it it kind of like it added to the general atmosphere of this game, Jack. Yeah, I guess it's something we haven't we didn't really talk about, but like there was a there was a good vibe uh, in the air for this game. Uh, just really lively crowd, uh, fans were really into it, and like it just seemed like electric in the ballpark. It did. I, I've never been to um, a regular season. I've never been to a playoff baseball game. Growing up in Milwaukee, uh, you know, <laughs> there weren't too, there were not many opportunities sure. for real. That's yeah. not a joke. Um, the Brewers didn't make the playoffs until the year I moved out of Milwaukee. Um, you know, in, in my lifetime, they, I was born in '86, and they, uh, you know, they made it in 2008. So that whole that whole time, they never made the playoffs. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was like a playoff atmosphere though. I would liken it to, uh, you know, being at a, a college basketball game where there's a, you know, where it's, it's pretty charged. Uh, the people were hanging on pretty much every play that happened. The crowd was hot. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that this is probably the first game for most people, um, back since before the pandemic. So I think people were just excited to be back in the ballpark and I think you're going to see that a lot this year, um, just in terms of what the atmosphere is like. People are just happy to be out and doing things again um, and feeling normal. And so, yeah, it was a really great atmosphere. The crowd was hot. There were a lot of chants for Bryant. Uh, they chanted MVP, MVP for Baez. You know, he got a Javi chant every time he came up. Rizzo got a nice pop when they announced his name because, uh, you know, he had uh, he had been out for the last week or so. Yeah, um, yeah it was it was cool. I, it was it was a lot of fun to see people getting into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that whole thing kind of added to it with, with Ryan Weathers. Um, I, well, we should say to Ryan Weathers, uh, two rips, uh, at the bat at the plate and looked good doing it too. Two, two singles. He ended up coming around to score in the fifth inning. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like he looked pretty good. So uh, he's going to be a fun player to, to keep, keep eyes on, uh, as it goes forward, especially, you know, with the. Padres probably going to be in contention all year long. So uh, it'll be, he seems to be like kind of locked into the rotation at this point. So it'll, uh, it'll be cool to see um, how that all kind of keeps progressing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, definitely a cocky guy too. Fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had asked you who the uh, 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 Padres base coaches were, Jeremy, because um, the, the Padres have the, I love their jerseys, um, but it's very hard to make out what the last names are on the jerseys just because of the color scheme and the shade of gray. Um, so, But it turned out that at first base, Wayne Kirby was coaching. Uh, the old Indian, I think he was on the Indians, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. You know, I'm, I got to look something up, Jack, because I'm wondering now if I'm – you know what? <laughs> what? I have to say I um, – this is probably this probably isn't 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 the best thing, but I I'm I actually the, the whole anecdote that I was just about to tell I'm just realizing now that I was I'm confusing him with Ken Harvey. Okay. <laughs> so um yeah maybe abandon that one I guess but uh, all right yeah that, that's that's fine we'll we'll save we'll save the Ken Harvey one for another time you're like you you told me Jeremy like oh man I got some good stuff about Wayne Kirby I was like Wayne Kirby. Like really? Well, we've never, we've never talked about Wayne Kirby before. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I will say that. Uh, I mean, Ken Harvey seems just as uh, you know Monday, like you know, just random as random of a guy to have. Oh, is this the guy where you and Ben yes. would always make fun of him for like falling down and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it was, Jack. Um, you know, we'll never right. find we'll never find that that clip. But I guess we talked about it on the uh, probably on Ben's first episode with the baseball videos, right? 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. But all right. Well, yeah. Wayne Kirby, um, who seems to maybe have a similar build to uh, to Ken Harvey. Yeah. Because um, now I'm now I have to like look up Wayne Kirby and just like see what. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's there's necessarily anything notable about Wayne Kirby's career. Yeah, you're right. Like he finished fourth in Rookie of the Year voting in 1993, which seems crazy. But. Uh, um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, who would have anything interesting to say about Wayne Kirby, I guess? <laughs> All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll skip that one. Um, Jeremy, you, you went to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I haven't really been in the bathrooms at Wrigley Field this year, so uh, what was that like? Yeah, so it was... Um, uh, yeah, and I I haven't either. And like I honestly, I was like trying to think of like the last time I went to um the bathroom at Wrigley in the middle of a game. I I missed um some some at bats. Uh, the line, of course, was like long to get into the men's room. Uh, by the way, we should just say I was at the game on Monday with my wife, and we were at the game Tuesday. Wrigley Field is a mess right now, but they were they like haven't been ready for like this increased uh capacity, and so like the concession stands were fucking were a tragedy. Um, on Monday and I almost like lost $45 worth of concessions because I wasn't going to wait in the crazy line uh, and, you know, miss actual ball like gameplay. Um, but uh, so I did go to the, I did uh, have to pee um, during the game. So I went to the uh, bathroom and uh, um, it was, yeah, it was kind of absurd. Like I, I don't necessarily, I feel like, you could really get down, like bogged down in the minutia of, of this whole situation. But basically like, um, sometimes like there's a line and like, there's like urinals and then there's like troughs and then there's stalls. And it's like, you kind of just go to whatever is first available. Um, I, and there is this whole thing about, you know, a stage fright or like, you know, and like not being able to like pee, like especially the troughs, the trough is it's barbaric. Um, it's just a fucking big, like metal trough that guys stand in and fucking piss into it's it's fucking barbaric and uh as a little kid i hated it um now uh like i kind of i'm i kind of appreciate it because i feel like it's just like it just expedites everything like it should at least but then you get people who like are standing in in the bathroom and like won't go to the the trough and then i don't know just guys waiting in line for a bathroom at a baseball game probably are not the highest functioning uh, like specimens on, on earth. And so like I got, by the time I got to the front of the line, there was like a one urinal that was like um, unused and like there was space in the trough. And like, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like no wonder there's a fucking line because people don't know how to like, like file into the open spaces. Anyway, my review of the bathroom is this. Um, I went to one of the urinals and like a lot of times like at a urinal, there's like um, a divider in between, you know, um, and it, I would say that it probably usually goes from like your shoulder to like maybe your knees, you know, and that's like what it's covering up, um, you know, and it's fucked up, you know, you like mess with your friend, like you look over the, <laughs> the top of the, the divider and like you fucking mess with your friend or whatever. And you're like, hey, like knock it off, you freak. Um, uh, these particular dividers were like head level. And they ended at like your shoulders, so if you like, if you if you had wandering eyes, it would be a field day for <laughs> you. Um, it's very weird. The, the layout is very weird. 
it's totally it's like you're anonymous like by face but like if you want to look over to your left or your right you all you see is like waist down <laughs> it's, oh. very, it's very weird and uh and i guess uh, one of the um you know if, if you were so inclined to to sneak a peek you know you could probably do so relatively anonymously and i guess i don't know if this is a blessing or a curse but like if someone's sneaking a peek at you you would never know because the, there's a divider b- between people's heads. Very weird design. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe uh, someone snuck a peek and uh, I don't know. But uh, uh, it was it was a weird design. Something that I've never seen. In a, you know, with Wrigley Field, who's had like a checkered history with bathrooms and like people complain about the trough and they think they say that it makes the stadium smell like urine. Um uh, it's, uh, it's just, this is an, an unfortunate, uh, new chapter where it's like anonymous peeing, uh, from the waist up. So I don't know. It was very weird. Well, yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Um, and, and the thing with the troughs is like, there's some people who like the troughs. They feel like they shouldn't go from Wrigley field because that's like one of the classic things about Wrigley field is that they still have troughs there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know where the reasoning for that comes from I, I think even when they were renovating Wrigley Field when they announced all the renovations they were like yes we're still going to have the troughs there so like I, there would there would have been people who legitimately would have been upset that they got rid of those troughs yeah you know what they did they have they have dividers by the troughs now too which negates the purpose of the trough because um it's kind of just like find your spot and, and pee it, it, it is barbaric I don't there's not too many women that probably listen to this podcast, but <laughs> you couldn't imagine what it's like to to do this. And like, who are the fucking men that have gone along with this for centuries? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like pissing into a fucking like sink. It's like, and and there's there's yeah. like like I think there's stories of like drunk people like trying to wash their hands in the piss trough. But it's 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 it's, it's fucking barbaric. And like, you know, I wish it never existed, but. In my in my older age, I, I find, I've definitely gotten past any sort of like stage fright uh, about the trough, um, and uh, I do see the virtues of it. But it, it it's like if it never existed, we would all be fine as a human race. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. But uh, we've never really talked about bathrooms on this podcast, uh, other than like the crazy people in them at White Sox games. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's odd. It's an odd one. Certainly. Um, yeah, and, and can't wait to get back to the White Sox games, too. Because, uh, yeah, that's that's where the best stuff always happens, is, is in the bathrooms. Um, no, we've talked a little bit about Will Myers' ha- hair on here, Jeremy. Is that is it? Does he wear a hairpiece? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if anyone really wears a hairpiece anymore, right? But, like, uh, yeah, I guess, so, yeah, I think we, I guess we have talked about it a little bit. But, uh, you know, Will Myers was in the game today. Uh, he, um... He got drenched with beer yesterday, uh, trying to you know make a play on a Chris Bryant home run. So he's uh, he's in the zeitgeist. So why not uh, take another opportunity to mention just the odd case of Will Myers' hair? Uh, there used to be, um, I think there was like a blog about his hair uh, before, um, but like it's like he had like a receding hairline at some point. Like he had like this really weird short kind of like receding hair, and now he has this like weird like kind of like uh like like i don't know like fucking like mop top or something like this like this like weird like patch of hair on his on his head that like looks the same even when he has his helmet on or off um so you know in the spirit of like the uh 
the um, sweet child of mine guy. Like, you know, he's definitely like trying to feel his hair situation. But uh, I don't think we get uh, we didn't get a chance to see um, his, him helmetless today. I don't think. But he, he did strike out looking uh, in the ninth uh, and he was pretty unhappy about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, like. You know, keep an eye on Will Myers' hair uh, whenever you get the chance because uh, it's it it doesn't look natural, and you know the, the jury's still out on that one. Um, but uh, I, th- I suppose at this point, you know, and so th- that can dovetail us to the to the kind of the fans of the game. I feel like maybe we we I, we might have been remiss uh, announcing fans of the game uh, in the last episode, last game uh, episode, but. Um, the fans of the game for sure were the people in, in front of us uh, and probably maybe we should have even let off with these guys, but um, you know, uh, they, it, it, we were sitting behind basically like the, like wannabes, uh, like the one direction wannabes, like you had like Harry Styles and Zane and these, uh, these like dudes with like this, like definitely like well to like attended to hair for, um, you know, anyone who has like a life basically it's like no one should have this much time to like spend on their hair but these these guys were like they're like early 20s i would say uh Mm -hmm. they were drinking so they're probably 21 22 i don't know they seem pretty young uh but a whole gaggle of them they were sitting like seven across which like i don't think they sell seven tickets across at wrigley even with the uh increased capacity so definitely like not entirely all in their seats but uh um just the kind of people that you love to hate and uh, you don't want to be sitting next to, but you know, you get uh, material for it. Um, yeah, they, they were, they just, the moment you saw them, Jeremy, you knew they were fucking douchebags. Yeah. Total, total D bags. Um, I will say that all in all, they didn't end up being as big of D bags as I thought they would be. But, um, one of the first things they did was they sat down and they were vaping. Um, yeah. And like they blew the smoke and of course, and Hey, where does the smoke go when you blow it? It goes directly behind on the people behind you, which was me and Jack. Um, yeah. And then it's, they, then they sat down, they did this stupid thing where they sat down in their seats for like two seconds. Then they moved down like to their left, like four seats. And then they were sitting in front of like a dad and his kid. And then we saw the dad, um, have to move the kid because they were vaping. Um, I will say that they stopped vaping once the rest of their party showed up. Um, but yeah, it was basically like four more guys who looked the exact same as them. Like these just like, I like, I don't even know what they look like. Like they look like one direction. They look like just like kids on like teen beat magazine or something. Uh, like I wanted to call one of them like Larry, like not Harry styles, but like Larry styles, which sounds, uh, considerably less cooler than Harry styles. Um, they, there were two girls with them also, um, but I would say the one who stood out the most uh, out of all of them was they had an, a friend who definitely looked older than them, uh, had glasses. None of them else had glasses. He had like a beard, I feel, or maybe like a goatee or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also wearing like a bear's like polo shirt and a bear's hat. And uh, as when he walked in, I, I said to Jack, I'm like, hey, here comes the offensive coordinator. Uh Cause he, yeah. he, he looked like, he looked like a sideline coach for, for a football team. Uh, but not, but like, you know, a lot of times those guys are former players. This guy didn't look, he looked like the video guy probably <laughs> like to be more realistic, not the offensive coordinator, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to like, he, he definitely, he definitely stood out like a sore thumb. Um, at some point, uh, like they, 
at some point they were together like briefly, but they were, I feel like none of them were ever together uh, at the same time because they were always getting up to get beer or whatever. Um, at one point um, it was, uh, so I'll just say this, like there was uh, the two guys. So we should say one of the guys had a Tatis jersey. He did. Um, everyone else had, had Cubs jerseys uh, and they were all like pretty much rooting for the Cubs. Although at some point the, like a cub struck out and the the offensive coordinator gave like the Tatis guy a fist bump. So I guess he was cheering. Maybe he's a Sox fan. And that was, that was his, like he was wearing bears gear, like, like to not be a Cubs fan. I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, one guy had a Tatis Jersey and like, I mean, he might've bought that fucking thing on the way to the game. Like, I don't think he, it's like that thing, like, you know, if we look closely, the tags were probably still on it. Like this guy was a phone. This guy was a phony baloney, like no one, uh, you know, ever was. Um, so he he was apparently a big Tatis fan. Um, Tatis uh, got pulled from this game uh, as a precautionary measure, um, and it took the guy like an inning to to figure that out. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah. So anyway, so it was like offensive coordinator. These two guys. Uh, the two like original guys, like the rip off one direction guys. And then these two girls. Um, and at some point, like the group of people got up and one of the girls said to one of the guys, like, um, I'm going to get up. Like, will you watch my sweatshirt? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. And she's like, and she, like, it wasn't just that too. She, she kind of kind of kept going on about it. I don't know if you caught this Jack, but she was like, uh-huh. she's like, yeah, because you know, I, 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 I don't want to carry it with me. And, um, you know, so I just want to, I'd rather leave it. So, you know, if you could just watch it and he's like, yeah, 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 I'll watch it, whatever. And so she left his sweatshirt on, on the seat, whatever. So they get up, they're gone for like two, three innings, like yes, doing Lord knows least. what. Yeah. Doing Lord knows what. And so at some point it's just like offensive coordinator and you know, the two, these two, uh, pretty boys, whatever. Um, and so like, uh, at some point they, they move down to the end of the aisle, like away from us, but they don't take the the sweatshirt with it. The sweatshirt's sitting there, like, and rea- reality is no one's gonna take the fucking sweatshirt. Um, I I got up with my wife and I like missed some of the game yesterday in line, and I just left my sweatshirt there. Like, I'm not that worried about someone taking it. I don't think someone's gonna take my sweatshirt. Um, but this girl was very concerned about it. But they left it on her seat, and they were now maybe like four or five seats away from that sweatshirt, just sitting there. Then at some point, the two guys who were supposed to watch the sweatshirt got up and they they left and they left offensive coordinator by himself. <laughs> and uh, I it was it became clear at that point it was if it wasn't already painfully clear, like it became clear at that point that offensive coordinator was the loser of the group. Yeah, well, what's weird, Jeremy, is that you know these guys were all in their early twenties. Uh, this guy looked like he was about thirty eight. This he, offensive coordinator. He did, but you know what? I bet he probably was their age. I mean, I don't know. Like he he looked oh, man. he looked like he could have come in their dad or like um but like wh- how else would he have been with them if he wasn't their age? Like what is the what is his deal? Like I don't cuz cuz it really did like like if you're just going to profile people in terms of like high school cliques, like these these kids def- definitely looked like they were the popular group yeah. in yeah. you know in in a high school at one point. I mean, they they look like they're just like, you know, late late college years maybe just a year or two after graduation from college but that though that was definitely the circles that they ran in um and this guy like you said he was like the guy who would be like you know filming the high school football game or something you know <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just that it, it is what it is um 
he looked a lot older um, than them to me. So, but who knows? Maybe so yeah. he was somebody's brother. Maybe he's like the leader of a of a boys and girls club, and these were all troubled youths. But I kind of. <laughs> I kind of don't think so. That's just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what, I have no idea what. The only thing I could think of is that it was some like, they they are like some type of like club or something and like he's the leader of it. But like, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I, I got nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's hard. If anything, it was like, he was the guest of them. Like they were like, it's like, let a, let a, a dork like him with, <laughs> with the cool kids for a day or something. I don't know. It was, it was definitely weird. And so like, so then of course he gets left by himself. And so he's there. <laughs> the sweatshirt is still sitting on the chair at some point, like the girl, so at some point the two guys come back, I want to say, and then the girl comes back and then the girl's like my sweatshirt. Like she like, <laughs> like, you could tell like that was the main thing on her mind. And these guys couldn't have cared less about her fucking sweatshirt. And like she went over and got the sweatshirt. And then like she went back and sat like at the far end. And these guys ended up sitting back in front of us again, I believe. Um, Or no, actually she ended up sitting by us and the guys were on the other end. And like, I could have swore that I heard her saying like to her friend, like my sweatshirt, they didn't, they didn't watch my sweatshirt. And like, and then I think she like, I think she like leaned over to the guy and she was like something like she was like, I'm mad at you or something like for not watching my sweatshirt. And it's like, lady, these guys are idiots. Like you can't ex- you can't rely on them to do anything except for like, you know, have maybe they probably have some like like, you know, some some gel like in their pockets and like a travel <laughs> thing of gel to put in their fucking hair in case like, you know, in there in a pinch if they're in a pinch. So, I mean, these guys were just boneheads they were all boneheads she was a bonehead her sweatshirt sucked no one cared about it um i jack i was so you know what i i I kept thinking about like what i would have done although this would have seemed like kind of forward like a flirting sort of thing but i wanted to lean over to that girl and say like hey i thought those guys were supposed to watch your sweatshirt (laughs) like i really wanted to kind of like shake it up a little bit um and it would have been pretty funny but it also (laughs) probably would seem a bit forward Um, either that, or like, I was going to say like, Hey, don't worry. We were watching your sweatshirt the whole time. Um, you know, something like that, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was just kind of a, just one of those ridiculous situations. Yeah. Especially since it was chilly that, uh, out tonight, Jeremy, you know, it eventually when the sun went down, it got kind of chilly. She could have just worn the fucking sweatshirt. Like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. No, it, it, she and the fact that she went into this whole explanation about why she didn't want to bring it, like it's just like, oh my god. I mean, I I mean, I kind of don't blame the guy for not caring about her sweatshirt, but like, uh, <laughs> it was just it was just pretty absurd. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so yeah, so that was that. Um, there was another guy who um like was sitting with um he was there with like his girlfriend or his wife or whatever. Um, and, uh, he was like, um, you know, I don't know, uh, like <laughs> there's no like, like famous mountain climbers to, uh, to, to <laughs> compare this guy to, but he was a climber, this guy. Um, and, uh, to get to their seats, he climbed over like two rows, like, you know, and like, you know, so we were, we were right in the middle of the, of the row, which is good for a couple of guys like us who don't normally get up, uh, during a game. Um, so we didn't have to really get up around to, to go to, to let anyone go around us. 
Uh, but these guys were also in the middle and they got there a little late. And, um, you know, it's like if you're by yourself and you want to climb over like two rows of seats, like that's one thing. But like when you're dragging like your girlfriend behind you also having to climb over these seats and like, you know, it's just like, come on, man, just just go down the aisle like a normal civilized person. But so he was climbing over the rows and like he cli- they climbed and like also when you climb over more than one row, it's like you're it's like, what are you doing? Like, is this better? Is this actually better? Like like so he, he they definitely climbed over two rows to get to their seats. Um, but at some point he came back from going to the bathroom or whatever. And he, he climbed over three rows and it's just like, what is going on here? Like, like, like this is, this can't be like easier to do. Um, and then when they left, they left like before the game was over too. And he dragged his girlfriend again over like another row of seats. And they, they, he was going for that second row to climb over that second row. And he's like, uh, okay, let's just go down this row. And then they, they left out like, like normal people. But um, it was uh, it was pretty comical. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, we now have a new term for you know people who do that. Uh, it's climber. Yeah, you know. I, I, yeah, he was. Um, and the funniest part was that he was making his girlfriend do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I bet when she when she gets together with her friends and and you know they talk about their pet peeves from their their boyfriends and husbands. Uh, she definitely brings that one up. Like, oh god, he's always making me climb over seats when we go to like stadiums or concerts. We're just always climbing over stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like he couldn't just get aisle seats. Nope, he had to climb over two rows. <laughs> um, so so there was that. Uh, real quick, too, Jack, just to kind of wrap up on uh, people. Um, Jack, did you notice the guy recording? on his phone in the last, yes, like the last yes. Was, was he, was he in front of us? Yeah, he was. Well, so they were to your, so I was, Jack was to my right. And then if you go like right in front of Jack, I think, uh, there was an empty seat, but right to the right of that was a woman. And to the right of her was a, some kid, like some like goofy kid. Um, for some reason, and we should also say we were kind of behind a pole, which is bullshit, of course. Like, but that's part of Wrigley. Um, we were sitting in these terrace reserve seats and, you know, those are always a dicey proposition with like either the upper deck covering your view or like being behind a pole. Um, yeah, so we were... I, I felt I felt bad, Jeremy, because I was the <laughs> one who bought the who bought those tickets, and you were like, "Yeah, I usually try to avoid those seats." I was like, "Oh, god damn it!" You know, I uh, I'm not as I'm not as uh, well versed in in Wrigley Field as uh, you know as as some people I, are. I didn't. I know. I wasn't saying that to to rub it in, but uh, it is. Those are a dicey proposition, and. Uh, we were, I mean, again, the, the kind of hysteria around getting tickets was like, it, yeah, there it was, was there tense. was not much, not much left. Um, when I was actually, actually able to get through on the website, as we talked about on the podcast, most of the seats had already been scooped up. Um, so yeah, what, what's funny though, is that, you know, this was when they were only allowing like, you know, what, 25%, uh, 20, yeah. 25%. Yeah. You know, a whole nother 35% of the stadium opened up. So we probably could have gotten better seats. Uh, the, the, than what we had, but yeah, the seats the seats we had were not great just because they were way back in that first deck, obstructed view because um, the top deck's hanging over you, you can't see like high fly balls or the scoreboard or anything like that. And yeah, we were right in, uh, right behind the pole, so it was uh, yeah not those not great in that respect. Yeah, for sure. And so for some reason, this like goofy kid moves to the right to the left of the woman um, that he was sitting with all game. The whole game, they were like, I mean, they. I think they showed up late, but they never moved ever, except for the last uh, inning, like the last like out of the game. 
He goes and he sits to the uh, to the left of her, which is then directly in front of you. So you had no one in front of you for the whole game, pretty much until this, like the last inning. So then the kid, and then the kid like has his phone and he's just like recording the last out. But he actually moved to a worse seat to record it, which was weird. And he was just recording like the whole. I don't know if he was trying to catch the last out or what he was doing, but I think he even stopped because then like there was like um, I don't know if there was like some foul balls or whatever. Um, but I feel like he, by the time the last out, the last strike happened, he had already stopped recording. Um, but it was just a bizarre move because he definitely moved to like a worse spot. So at the best, his video has a big pole right in the middle of, of the frame, which is just, your footage was going to be crap anyway, but like with a pole in front of it, it's like, it's not going to look good. So I don't really know. I don't know what the deal was there, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so, so that was just another odd uh, fan behavior. Um, but, uh, but yeah, to, to get to like, to, to wrap things up here, we're, we're going long here, but, uh, to, to just wrap up a couple of things, um, as far as players and gameplay goes, Caratini, Victor Caratini was catching this game for the Padres. Um, first time playing the Cubs since they traded him away in the off season, along with Darvish to the Padres. Um, and it was kind of funny that he, they was, there was definitely some messing, uh, back and forth, um, between definitely between him and Baez. Uh, two uh, Puerto Rican players um, messing with each other. Um, uh, yeah, and they might uh, – was Baez – did he play in Florida at all? Like, because uh, I know that Caratini is from South Florida. So, did was Baez was drafted, right? Did he, like – did he go to play in high school, high school ball in, like, Florida? I – I'm not sure. I okay. I mean, obviously, yeah. the those two guys know each other from being on the Cubs, but I wonder if they've known each other for, for even longer than that. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And they probably went to uh, the Puerto Rican version of Bien Misabe, which is uh, a little Puerto Rican restaurant on uh, Fullerton and uh, Western Avenue, where I saw. Is Kira- that right? Yeah, I saw Caratini's picture up in there, so he goes there. Um, okay. Got some mofongo and uh, good stuff. Um, but yeah, so man, that's actually kind of sad. Yeah, Caratini probably misses. Uh, this is that restaurant. So, damn, I bet uh, I bet he was probably there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He trip. maybe went there on Friday night because it was a. Or no, I mean mon- Monday night uh, if they were open uh, last night. Yeah, or maybe he went there or for today. Lunch today. But yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> checked it out. Yeah, um, but they were messing with him. I think uh, at some point, uh, um, I think did Bias strike out or something? Or I th- I no, I think he he fouled a ball off his foot, um, and then he like grabbed Caratini's leg yeah. to like yeah. He did that. Uh, he did that, which was pretty funny. Um, but there was another time where Baez was like near, I think he might've struck out to end the inning and then Caratini like threw the ball at Baez's chest or something, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, Oh no. Yeah. What happened was, uh, uh, Baez popped out. It was a foul pop-up and you know, Caratini, he had okay. kind of a difficult play on it. That's right. Um, and he, he caught, he caught the pop foul and then like he kind of, he kind of flipped the ball to Baez after the inning, which was, uh, which was, which was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, so that was cool. It's always cool to see that. I remember when the Cubs play, uh, played Wellington Castillo for the first time after he left uh, the team and before he tested positive for steroids, um, <laughs> like Rizzo and him were like messing with each other too. So um, I don't know. It's cool to see just like Cubs, uh, the Cubs players, like, um, you know, embracing someone who was in their family and, uh, you know, kind of moved on. Uh, so that, that was kind of cool to see. Uh, what was not cool to see was uh, Craig Stammen pitch. Yeah, uh, I it was just the guy. The guy's the new Pedro Baez. Um, you know when he gets a when runners get on base against this guy, he just he takes he takes thirty five seconds uh, to throw every single pitch. 
Um, and, you know, he steps off a lot of the time, too. So he'll take 30 seconds uh, and then he'll step off and then it's another 30 seconds. I, I timed it. I timed one of his pitches uh, and it was it was 32 seconds between pitches. And then he didn't even throw the pitch. He stepped off. So it was just like it was that that was what slowed the game down, Jeremy. It would have been a it would have been a two hour and 45 minute game. But it was at least 20 minutes longer just because this guy fucking pitched two innings. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's been around for a long time. But uh, um, and, you know, I don't know if he thinks he's earned that right to take his time. But uh, it was it was it was very annoying to watch in person. Uh, for sure. It was. Um, well, finally, Jeremy, I guess to wrap things up, yeah. um, I mentioned that there was a little symmetry uh, between the end of the Reds game and the end of this game. So once again, we took the exact same Ugh. side streets home. And once again, we were tailed by, it was two dudes this time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they were, they're doing the same thing. I even stepped off to the side to let the, you know, to, and so Jeremy and I, we, we went we, to, we, we stepped off. We, we pulled over. We yeah, were the we, car that pulled over yeah, and we they stepped, didn't, they didn't pass us. Yeah. We stepped one, like, you know, person's length to the right, yep. gave them an, a lane to, to, to punch through and they didn't do it. Said they no. stood right behind us again, lockstep. This, they were not as grating as the, as the, the, the women from the Reds game, but their conversation was as like ridiculous like yeah i heard the guy saying like oh man i love wrigley field like oh you know can't get any better can't ask for any better atmosphere than that like just great <laughs> like he was talking he's saying that shit like he said what did he say jack like oh so what like, yeah go ahead he's like yeah well uh, what what time does your flight leave tomorrow she's yeah. like what you know what the what the fuck are we i mean yeah this is exact this is normal normal conversation that people would have after an experience at Wrigley Field. But, like, fuck these guys, man. It's just, it's stupid. Like, I, you know, I, I heard that guy, too, say that. He's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, it's, just, it's so good to be back. You know, it just doesn't get any better than that. Like, yeah. you know, you know what you're doing? You're just, you're just filling the air there because you guys got nothing to say to each other anymore. Right. You know, so you're just, you're just saying fucking platitudes. Right. I know. It's like, dude, you're not on the broadcast. Like, you're not like a special guest of Tom Ricketts, you know, just, you don't have to, like, fucking suck up to like you know the Wrigley Field experience just like fucking say something different than like what ever what anyone else would say like if someone stuck a microphone in their face um like yeah anyway it was it was it was ridiculous but uh I don't know I wasn't as unnerved by these people but it was no. uh but it was it was comical that it happened again like and and I swear to god it's never happened before like it doesn't happen like like other times I, I don't know what it is no man, maybe it's just maybe we're just giving off that kind of vibe. I guess that, yeah. you know that we don't that we don't mind it or something. I I don't know. I don't know. But you know, <laughs> yeah. do, do you know what, Jeremy? Park park in a different place so we don't have to we have to experience that next time. You know, um, right? We'll, no, you know, I know. We'll, it's we'll like see. it's like like do I am I do I have to change my life because of this bullshit? Like fuck <laughs> these people. Like I have a great parking spot that's free. Um, you know, we've already given up too many details about it. Like, like <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not changing my life for these fucking idiots. Like, so like they better do something else or I'm going to lose it on the next couple of people who, who are right fucking behind me. I'm going to like, stop. I'm just going to stop walking and like, let them run into me and then say like, why were you so close to me to begin with? Get out of here. Yeah. Um, you're like, you're like Charles Bronson and death wish only, only instead <laughs> of like policing crime, you're just. You know, policing the the way that you know, vigilante against the way people walk on sidewalks. Um, so. Hey, it's a pet peeve of mine, so I'm I'm behind it. Yeah, well, 
Anyway, um, well, we've uh, we've gone on long enough. This is a monster episode here, but we had two games to recount with uh, some some interesting things. So, um, so yeah, it was uh, good to be back at the ballpark, and uh, you know, we uh, we uh, we'll wrap it up here. We will, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll be back at you de- next week. Um, but for now, I'm Jack Swakowski, and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.